0: On this episode of A Story in a Chat, we'll be exploring why women are so afraid of owning their own businesses. It's going to be a good one, so settle in and happy listening! and welcome to A Story in a Chat, the podcast where you will hear mine and other perspectives on topics that are important to all of us. I am your host, Aisha Iqbal, and I ask really smart people some really ridiculous questions to learn more about the things that are happening all around us every day. This is a beautiful sharing of stories and experiences which is fundamental to our human existence and it helps us continue to evolve in a meaningful way so let's get started shall we you know it's funny that the topic that i'm exploring today is the fear that women have at the thought of starting their own business but when you look at the statistics behind this especially here in the u.s 40% 40% of the US businesses are women owned and majority of those women owned businesses are businesses owned by women of color. So with this extraordinary number of women already in the space, why are women like me afraid of taking that leap into becoming business owners? What is holding women like me back from becoming entrepreneurs? That is why I'm so excited to have Pavana Jain on the show to talk more about this. She is the founder of Bob Designs, which is a contemporary clothing line for women. But she started as a pharmacist. She actually still is a part-time pharmacist while she's working on her brand. And it's great to get her perspective through the stories that she's going to share about her journey in this space. Moving from kind of that South Asian parent approved Career of, you know, anything in healthcare to this less popular space or less addressed space in our culture. In a place like this where we don't have a lot of mentors, we don't have a lot of female idols, I wanted to get her perspective on how she got into this and where she found the courage to actually take that leap. Anyways, it's a fun conversation. So let's tune in now. Why are women so afraid? Of owning their own business?
1: I think there's a lot of factors that play into that. There's a lot of cultural issues. There's a lot of maybe domestic stuff as well. I think age is a fear for a lot of women as well, because if they go to um, a four-year college and they get a degree and they're starting their career, they're at a certain age and they, I think they feel like that society feels like that they need to be at a certain place whether it be already married already have children and managing a household and i think there's a fear of that if i were to if a woman were to start a business that that's going to cut into their timeline so i think that's a big factor i also think family in general is a big factor family in the sense of them having a family kids a partner to take care of And, and I think a lot of women prioritize that in their life and they neglect themselves and following your dream or starting a business or doing something, following a passion sometimes gets put on the back burner. And, and I think that is maybe not necessarily a fear, but, but also a deterrent of not following what or doing what you really in your heart really want to do. And I think finances also plays into family life as well, especially if there's only one breadwinner in the family that can put a strain because you have to look at the reality where starting a business, it's not cheap. And you have to look at the whole financial picture, need to have a budget in place and kind of things. And I think that also is a deterrent for not following your dreams of we have priorities. We have to put food on the table. We have a house to pay for the many other things. So again, I think uh, those, are three big things why women fear and stay away from that. And then I think this is across the board for all people who are starting, who want to start a business is the fear of failure. And that is, it's just, it's a, it's an innate fear. It's a common fear. You have these big dreams and aspirations. And I think the fear of not getting to that point or failure is can be very, a really big blow to the ego and can be also hurtful too. Like you spend all this time and effort, finances and everything else involved. And if it doesn't go a certain way, that can be a big uh, disappointment.
0: A fear of failure. Do you think is something that over-indexes for women? Again, I'm generalizing, but do you think that we as women are more scared of failing than men?
1: That's a good question. I think women are built just to take a lot emotionally, physically. But I think just that fear of failure is a whole different dimension. It's just this anticipation of what if I don't make it, or I I don't know. I I know a lot of women can uh, take on a lot of stuff, but I think just the fear of of failing or not being able to get to a certain point, I think is just a fear across the board. I think, I don't know if there's a difference really between men and women on that.
0: So the three... Reasons, plus the bonus that you just (laughs) walked us through, how have they shown up in your journey with creating your own business and launching it and now running it? Mm -hmm. So for
1: me, I think age and a little bit of career go together for me personally. So I'm a pharmacist by profession and still currently practicing part-time and I came from a, a background of healthcare providers and my family and father's a physician. And I looked up to him. I wanted to follow in his footsteps. And also coming from a South Asian family, math and science and something in that sort of field was heavily emphasized. And they knew I was very good at art and they were like, oh yeah, we know you're good at it, but it's most likely going to be a hobby, like just keep it as a hobby kind of thing. So there was no encouragement of this is really great. Let's further your skills maybe, or there, there might be some potential here. So long story short, I continued on with the healthcare track and eventually graduated from pharmacy school and I'm into my pharmacy career. And I was probably 26 at the time. And I, you know, was embarking on a new uh, career. And I remember the first few years I was pretty focused. And, but then as you get into your career and the monotony of life, I just felt like something was missing. I'd come home every day and just not be as productive as I wanted to in life. And I was single at the time, nothing really holding me back. And I just needed that creative outlet to explore. And hence I enrolled in a fashion design program at a local college and was doing pharmacy full time. And then I'd go to my fashion design classes. And at first I started off exploring it as a hobby. Didn't really think like it would go anywhere if I really wanted it to go anywhere. Because again, it was that fear of I have this career. It's fairly new. <laughs> and if I like decide to try something else, I felt like I was almost giving up on my pharmacy career. And I was just talking to somebody recently and I was telling them that we have never, I think, been told, um, at least I wasn't by my parents, that it's okay to explore other areas or interests in life after, like you have a career or if you have a career. We're grown up to think once you decide to do um, X, whatever field you decide to go and that's what's going to that's what's going to take you through life for the rest of the whole way through. And that was a really scary thought for me when I first started pharmacy. And I was like, Okay, I guess this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I had this like pit in my stomach. And I, I still remember the feeling and I convinced myself like, Okay, this is what you decided to do. This is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And so When I started doing my fashion design classes, there was such a joy. Like I loved doing this. I knew I was good at it. I just had to enhance a few like skill sets. And as the years went by, I used to take, I was enrolled in the program, but I was doing it part-time. And after a few years, I was like, I think I really want to pursue this. And I, that's when I started putting the pieces together for my business. But there was always going back to your original question. I think. I was, I was afraid because I was like, I've come this far in my career. Is it bad if I decide to change or if I want to explore something different? So age was a, it was a factor for me where I was in my career was a factor for me. I wasn't too deterred about the financial part because I was fortunate enough to um, have saved quite a bit of money. And I knew that was going to be my startup cost for it. Fortunately for me, I didn't have that worry. And, and then going back to the fear of failure for me, there was always that hesitation, but I had made up my mind and I was like, you know what, I have an opportunity. I'm going to grab onto it and I'm just going to see what happens. So I just dove into it and I just kept on putting the pieces together for my business. And I was like, I'll find a way to do it. So.
0: Did you have any role models growing up that kind of made this an easier reality for you to grasp like oh i've seen start to do this either friends family anyone or have you just started your own path for your own kind of family and friends community
1: i did not really have anybody to look up to or say hey like they did this because again i come from a community where and a family where and I don't know how it is maybe in your community, we have a lot of South Asian families and a lot of the children are in healthcare or in business or in engineering, that kind of stuff. And I haven't seen anybody do this whole trajectory of a career change. Again, it it was almost like I had to just block out the noise. Not that there was negativity, but it was like, oh, she's, yeah, she's dabbling in fashion or something. And I think there was a lot of, oh, we'll see how far she gets, or we'll see how this all kind of turns out. But I did have the support from my family, which was really nice. But I think I had more support at the time that I had started this because I had a career to fall back on in case things did not work out. So I think that put my parents more at ease. But again, they were still very supportive. And they still have their doubts sometimes, or they don't quite understand how the process works. (laughs) But yeah, I think I've really honestly paved my own way. And I've had the wonderful support of my brother and sister who always believed in me in the beginning. So that was really cool. And I think just, again, like family and friends who are always like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like we wish, or some of us, we wish that we could have been able to do this or what you're doing is amazing. So that just gave me confidence to be like, yeah, I am doing something really cool and I shouldn't feel ashamed about it or I shouldn't feel um, scared about it. And even if it doesn't work out, at least I can say that I did it for myself and that I know Either way that it went, whether it was successful or if it didn't work out.
0: Are you still a pharmacist doing a side hustle in fashion or have you now become fully vested in your, in your business?
1: So it's been three years. Still the day that I launched officially with my business, that was when I went part-time in pharmacy. So I am juggling both, but this allows me a lot more time to focus on the business. And, and I had told myself that I couldn't fully leave pharmacy because that was my sole source of income. And so that's what's supporting me still. And so yeah, the, the plan is to fully transition out of pharmacy and uh, focus solely on my business, but at a point where I can financially support myself with a business.
0: That's so awesome. Everything about your story is amazing. Like you've had the support of family, of friends, and that's propelled you into this. Are you in a relationship right now? Currently single. Okay. This part of the conversation is something that I struggle with because anytime you speak about women in the workplace, whether it be corporate or entrepreneurship, the conversation always goes to, okay, what about when you have to have your own family or getting married? Are you ever going to get married? Something that you touched upon in the beginning of the conversation. So do you think that being an entrepreneur is taking you away from being married? Do you want to be married? Do you want to have family? Do you want to have kids?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, I think, one of the last things, I shouldn't say one of the last things, but one of the things <laughs> that I'd like to check off my list. Um, <laughs> um, Big to do not- <laughs> list in <and> life. <list. laughs> it's never ended, that list. Um, <laughs> but no, I have always wanted and looking for a partner currently. And I do have dreams of having a family as well. And I, I feel like sometimes when I do meet men, they, and I tell them, I'm a pharmacist and I'm a entrepreneur slash business owner. Sometimes it's unfortunate because I think the, the thing that, the first thing that comes to their mind is, is she going to have time for a relationship or me? And I know myself that I make time for the people that I care about, which is my family, friends, and other close people. And so that has always been a priority for me. Work is work. This business is a business. It's a passion. But again, there are there you you have to make the time obviously for your family and your friends and i feel like that i've been very good at that and no matter how busy i am or what stresses there are i i do i look forward to talking with my friends and spending time with them and also my family as well so for me personally, I don't think that would come in the way. Maybe if there, you know, is a child involved that could, you know, change. But I think overall I'm very good at juggling a lot of the different things and making it work. Because I think if you have a passion or if you have a business or that par- part of whatever you're you're doing, you always find time for that. It's not a it's not a job, it's not a, a burden, it's not y- you actually look forward to working on your project. Because it's a part of you. At least that's what my business is for me. It's a part of me. It's I've worked so hard and currently working so hard to make it to a point where I want to see it, you know, grow and be successful. And as long as I am able to devote my time fully to all the pieces in my life, then I will continue to do that. And I know it takes a lot of time and effort, but if I want a family, if I want a relationship, then that also has to be given time to.
0: Of course. It's almost just anytime people start considering women for for anything, they're just like, It will be a distraction for you to have a family, for you to have a husband, for you to have children. And it's almost just, we can't promote her. We can't take her seriously for running her own business. It's almost just, they don't think, people don't think that we as women can do multiple things at the same time. Right. When in fact, I think we're probably the best multitaskers in the world, but I'm not biased. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I, I... That resonates with me a lot because my entrepreneurial efforts didn't start until I had my daughter. Mm -hmm. And it was because I was trying to explore different ways of being able to be with her more, not be in the office and Mm -hmm. trying to be at home. But that's originally why I started down this path, because I was just like, oh, my God, I, I can't imagine myself being away from her, physically away from her for 10 hours a day. At least when I asked you about role models, anytime I was looking for a role model in this arena, number one, all I found were men. And in those cases, it was always that they weren't really great at spending time with their families. Yeah, no, that. And then the same thing with the women, too. Any woman, like amazing business leader. I found very few that handled the family side the way I would want to handle the family side for myself. So it's just been difficult because I've always thought that, and that's probably what's kept me away from entrepreneurship or being an entrepreneur, because I'm just like, I can't give up on my home time. I want to spend time at home. I want to be with my family. I don't want to spend 80 hours a week just working on a business. That's just not me. How have you dealt with that? You, you started talking about work is work and family is family, but how do you deal with that on a daily basis? What does your average day look like? So,
1: again, I've, I feel like I'm a good planner. Like, I, I need to write a, a lot of schedule, checklist, that type of stuff, kind of person. Yeah, I, I know exactly when my pharmacy um, hours are when I'm scheduled. And then those rest of those open days is when I shift back then to working on my business. And I'm, I'm fortunate to have maybe sometimes anywhere from three to four days or even more sometimes at a stretch of a time. So that gives me mental preparation. Okay, I can kind of space this out, phone call here, this, that, whatever, So that's kind of, it's been working out pretty well in that sense. And so, yeah, then again, it's, as you said, there's, it's, it has been tough because I'm a one-man show. So it's everything from marketing to the phone calls and got everything else associated with it. It tires me out just thinking about all of it, but it's you just get it done, I think. I was actually very fortunate to in this past year to have the help of my brother, and that's where we took some we took a year and we rebranded. so everything that you see now, above is a new rebranding of what the previous business name was or the label was. And so, yeah, that really helped. And I leaned on him a lot. And so now he's back into his full-time job and everything has been back shifted back to me. So it's been, I took another one or two months to get used to in terms of, okay, posting for IG, marketing, phone calls. And then the biggest important part of this is the designing, who's going to sit down and design everything. (laughs) Again, I, I think it's just when you know that you have something else to devote your time to, which is my other career, which is in pharmacy then you, the fire is lit that you, okay, I have this much time. How can I, what do I need to prioritize? What do I got to knock out really quick? That kind of thing. So I think women, I think are a little bit better than men in, in this, you know, sense from what I've noticed. And so I think I just, again, become really laser focused. Okay. This is, these are my short-term deadlines. This is my long-term deadline kind of thing, but don't get me wrong. I'm not hundred percent hustling all the time, you have moments where you're just exhausted. And you might have a day or two in the in between where you just pretty much veg out in front of the TV and just don't do anything. And <laughs> some days I feel bad about it and other days I don't. So it, it, I think you just need those days to just reset. And and again, not to say that I've had a few breakdowns, like just I think it's just mental exhaustion from all the stress, things that are not going correctly or the way that you want it to go. And I've had phone conversations with my mom. I think I notice that my mood changes, I snap at people more, and sometimes it gets bad and then and then I think the breakdown happens when you like just you don't know, cry it out <laughs> and then you reset and you start again. So yeah, so
0: that's kind of <laughs>
1: I would say how
0: many times have you wanted to give up on, on the business? That's a good question. There's been
1: a handful of times. I think in the beginning it was just like, go, I'm going to be the one who's going to be successful. I'm going to show them all. And you always think as an entrepreneur, you hear about those things that like just the horrible stories or just things not going the way you want and I would always think that's not going to be me I am always on top of my stuff I am very organized that's never going to happen to me as an entrepreneur don't ever think that just know that you will be thrown the craziest stuff and you just got to breathe you just got to you know push through you got to be a really good problem solver You have to learn how to pivot. And I think businesses that are functioning right now through COVID, if they can get through COVID and they can learn how to pivot and try different things, those are the ones that will get through this. You have to have an open mind. You have to embrace the challenges. So yeah, there have been a handful of times where I'm just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Is it even worth it? And I think I recently had that moment and, and I think it's just because you have a lot of exciting opportunities that may or may not be happening. And sometimes some of those exciting opportunities fall through and then you become discouraged or you're not seeing the growth that you wanted to see. And those are those moments where sometimes I'm just like, what am I, why am I even doing this? Like for who, for what? And then I have to remind myself, like, this is, you know, this is a dream of yours and, there's still so much time to for growth, but you also have to look at it in a reality sense. You have to give yourself a timeline. And my timeline is about five years, that if I'm not at a certain point in five years where I want to be, then that will be the critical time where I need to reflect and, and figure out, do I want to continue this or do I want to wrap things up and say, you know what, I'm at peace with myself and I tried and I'm really... Um, proud of what I was able to do in those five years, so.
0: Can you talk to me about a time where you weren't open-minded when it came to your business?
1: Yes, and that was pretty recent. That was actually about a year ago. And as I had mentioned, I launched my line under the label of Bobby J Designs, and that was back in March of 2018. And I released two collections under that name. And uh, that was a time last year, probably, yeah, it was like May, June. And that's when my brother came on board. He's, I want to help you. I want to get some entre- small business skills and help a small business grow. And what better guinea pig to work on was my business. We came on board and we, we did as much marketing and stuff that we could with Bobby J Designs. And uh, he had been started starting to talk about rebranding. And at first I was like, no way. Absolutely not. I have worked way too hard in creating Bobby J Designs. All my friends, all my family, the few customers I have, (laughs) all know me as Bobby J Designs. And I will not give up that name. I don't want to give up the logo, nothing. Let's just continue with the same So it took a little bit of convincing, it took a lot of convincing and, and just understanding why this would help and why this would be good for the business and that it was really time to explore something new. And when I had to sit back and kind of embrace that critique almost and analyze, okay, you've done this, you've done it this way for two years and you're not at the point where you want to be. So. What do you have to lose if you change a little bit? So that, that happened in the past year. And now looking back at it, it was probably time for us to rebrand and change. And honestly, it's been a blessing because I've met so many wonderful people like you. And I don't know if I really would have gotten outside of my box if I hadn't gone through the whole rebranding process.
0: How long did it take you from the time that he approached you and saying, Hey, we need to do a reset to when you actually started feeling comfortable with it? Okay, it's not that bad of an idea. How long did that process take? I would probably
1: say maybe between one and three months until I really felt comfortable. And then I, again, it was just like I had accepted it and I was like, let's just go with the flow then. Fine, I've accepted it. Let's just move on now. <laughs> I've let go of Bobby J Designs and, and I have been transformed into Bob now. So <laughs> I feel
0: like I'm just going to accept it now. It is it is. <laughs> so that's actually a, a good point about the fear around losing control right like right now you're a one woman show running everything yeah. and inshallah you're going to get bigger and you will need help how are you going to let go <laughs> how do you actually practice letting go in your everyday life
1: ah oh, let's see i think in general life i think it's i think it's a lot of I'm a very analytical person and I think about a lot of stuff for a very long time, (laughs) probably a little too long than I should. But I, for me personally, I have to reflect and I need to talk it through and understand why letting go of something or someone or anything in life is going to help me or is going to help me grow better. And yeah, I think it's just a lot of self-reflection, a lot of analysis. You obviously can't predict the future and you never know what's going to happen. But I think once I have convinced myself, it's almost when you write, when you have a list of the pros and the cons, and that's kind of what I do mentally. And I think once that, once I have accepted, or once I believe that the pros um, outweigh the con then I am at peace with it and then I can let go of whatever I need to.
0: I have one something that you can look forward to when (laughs) you get your family is there is no better way of practicing to let go than with a child. Like (laughs) the way my daughter helps me do that, it's, it's an everyday thing. It's little things like Crap! There is Play-Doh on the carpet. I need to go pick that up, but I am bone tired. So you know what? I will leave that Play-Doh alone on that carpet until tomorrow when I have some energy. Or it's just, and and this is the real. It's because for me, cleanliness helps my mental state. So, if me too. <laughs> girl. If there is a mess around me, I am a mess up here. So, what would you say? To all the little brown girls out there in this world who are, are in a situation where they're finding people saying to them like, okay, you need to think about marriage or no, you need to focus on getting your degree, getting into a career so that you can get into a good marriage. What would you say to those little brown girls out there who may have this dream, this passion to go off the beaten path?
1: What I would say to them would be always follow your gut and your instinct. You, all of us know what we're the best at. And I think as a little girl, I knew I was really good at art, everything related to art. I, my creativity and imagination was like about to explode out of my head. <laughs> it still is. And I think Whatever it is that you feel have passion about or creativity, or even if you're good at, in a certain subject or whatever it is, always listen to your instincts. I know it can be very challenging with family or just society in general, cultural influences of what we should be doing or what society says that we should be doing. But again, if you're in a position to, if you have an opportunity to enhance your passion, always take it because you never know. I I would hope that life is so long for all of us, but in the reality, it's very short and you never want to, I think the biggest thing that I never would want to have is regret of what if. And for me, that really bothers me. to think that what if I had never pursued this dream or what if I had never decided to yeah, go into fashion, what would my life be like right now? And so again, just always strive for your dreams, go for your dreams it is possible. It may not seem like it's possible. You might, you may seem like there's so many challenges or I don't have the support and this and that, but sometimes you just got to dig deep inside and just have confidence and know that good things will happen if you try your best at it. And even if you tried something that you were so passionate about and it didn't work out, just know that you, that you had the confidence to even try it. And that should you know, give you peace in the end still.
0: I think that's a relevant message to even 40-somethings like me. (laughs) So I thank you for that. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for your time. And really great conversation. Appreciate it. Thank you all. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Story in a Chat with me, your host, Aisha Iqbal. Before signing off, though, I want to take a moment to reflect on this conversation and bring it back to my everyday in the conversation with Pavno, we spoke a lot about fear the fear of making mistakes the fear of failing and the fear of starting something new we even talked about the fear of changing trajectory once you'd started there's a lot of fear and for some reason women over index on this fear and i can totally relate to that I mean, I consider myself to be someone who tries new things and even right now with the various side hustles that I have going on, I still am scared because even when I'm doing all of this work, I rest in peace knowing that I have a full-time job. I have a career to fall back on. I have a steady paycheck coming in. So I wonder how much of that thinking is possibly holding me back from shining even more or succeeding in even bigger ways in any of the various side hustles that I have. That's something for me to ponder and I know right now I'm not ready to take that leap of quitting my day job because whether it's reality or whether it's something that I have rationalized with myself, I right now truly believe that everything that I'm doing on the side is helping me bring back valuable lessons to not just my full-time career, but also to the people that I work with. So I feel like I've created this cycle of learning where the various places that I'm investing my time in, I'm pulling learnings from there and using them elsewhere. And I love this cycle and I love this feeling. Anyways, this conversation has helped me to start thinking of what kind of risks i want to continue to take how can i take bigger risks and what are the uncomfortable things that i need to work through to to start being able to take those bolder riskier steps anyways please tune in next time when i continue to explore this wonderful world of ours through the art of storytelling and conversation with other really amazing human beings Until then, keep your mind clear and your heart open so you can hear your own truth. Also, if you've enjoyed any part of this conversation, please do consider writing a review saying as much and share this podcast out with others in your circle. Until then, toodles!